Welcome to Divided We Stand. I am Joe McGuire along with Michael Gadiosi and Victoria Lang. Obviously, the country is in turmoil. We're going to kind of get into a little bit of everything here over the next hour or so, uh, including just the latest on the protests, sort of what's going on. We'll also talk about America's viewpoints on this protest. I've seen a, a lot of people who were like, can I still be pro-cop, think George Floyd was murdered and not like looting? Yeah, sure you can. A hundred percent. We'll get into that and we'll talk about what that looks like. And then, of course, the ramifications that all of this has on the 2020 election. And I still don't think it spells good news for Joe Biden. Mike, uh, Mike, just to start to show off and, and put a smile on your face. Uh, so here we are. President Donald Trump tweeted earlier today that he ordered the National Guard to withdraw from Washington, D.C. after having deployed them in response to protests in the capital city that occasionally devolved into vandalism, some looting. There was some clashes with police. One really cool photo op out in the yard. Um, Trump tweeted, I have just given an order for our National Guard to start the process of withdrawing from Washington, D.C. now that everything is under perfect control. They were going home, but can return quickly if needed. Far fewer protesters showed up last night than anticipated. They were expecting something like uh, 100 to 200,000 and about 10,000 people showed up last night. Um, There's obviously been all sorts of occurrences of rioting and looting amid these protests. There's also been instances of police using excessive force on peaceful protesters. Uh, It's almost absurd to think that police would continue to use police brutality at police brutality parade. I mean, I'm stunned by the actions of of some of these people. Uh, We've seen protests all across the U.S. ever since George Floyd uh, died at the hands of a Minneapolis police officer who I still am concerned will eventually be acquitted. Trump, of course, the law and order president, has called for a tough response to the protests in order to dominate the streets and threaten to call in active duty troops to quell unrest in cities where local authorities weren't unable to do so. Mike, I'm going to start with you and and, and the states' rights guys. Uh, I, I usually like to get your opinions right off the top. Donald Trump showing little to no regard for states' rights, uh, for the authority of governors. Love to know what where, where, where your your thoughts are right now. Well, when he gave that speech, he did urge the governors of these states to send in the National Guard uh, to stop the rioters. To hey Sam, how you doing? Hey, how's it going, everyone? <laughs> well, to stop the riot, and, and he came across really, really brash like that, saying, "If you guys won't do it, then I'll send in the military," which he does have a mandate to do based on the 1807 Insurrection Act. He does have that authority, but. He left it up to the governors to, you know, make the move first and send in the National Guard. If you guys are having trouble in the streets like this, you can't let it continue. You can't let it, uh, you know, you can't let it uh, expand and get any worse than than it is. Um, but fortunately, I think uh, we didn't have to have in some cities. We didn't have to have the National Guard. I know they did. I think in California they did. I think. I know there were some cities National Guard. The governors did call the National Guard. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I've been seeing lately in the news is these riots are starting to kind of uh, calm down, which seems like it's going in the right direction. And I hope it gets even more calm so the peaceful protesters can get out there and just have their voices heard. I'm all for protesting if you're peaceful. I'm all for it. Um, and they have a right to protest. They have a right to get out there and and 
even be angry, but don't destroy your cities or don't destroy. Michael, let me ask you this, because I agree with everything you're saying. Do you understand why BLM and why black people in this country are angry? Do you understand that as, yeah, as a of course. some odd white white Republican? No, I, I I understand it 100% why they'd be angry. And, and you know, I, I share their frustrations because I, I, I hate racism in any way, shape, or form. I totally hate it. I have a disdain and hatred for it. And I'd love to see this country rid of racism 100%. And everybody just, you know, like Rodney King said, can we all just get along? I mean, I for me, I view people as people. I don't view people based on their skin tone or their ethnic background or their sexual orientation. I mean, I respect and, and I have dignity for every human being because we are all made in the image of God. So you're a beautiful person for saying that. And you know how I feel about you and how I feel about your viewpoints. And and yes, I can get behind that. But um, can you understand where there's a lot of people, especially people of your stripes, mm -hmm. who don't feel that same way uh, towards black people and don't have that same feeling when it comes to racism. No, I got to, I, I got to tell you, can I tell you a little, little story? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, there are people, like you say, of my stripes that feel that way. And it's not just in the secular areas. It's happening in the church too. I, I experienced this firsthand with a, uh, when I was, when I was single, I was going to this church. There was this girl that I liked and she was black and her name was Yolanda. So I, I liked that we, we got to be good friends. We really didn't have anything happen because she was not interested in having a boyfriend and all that. When I was single at that time, the, the church ladies always would want to get me hooked up with someone. We got to fix you up with somebody. But not we, Yolanda, right? Well, well, I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. So <laughs> one day after a Bible study, the uh, wife of the associate pastor came up to me and said, yeah, Mike, we really got to set you up with someone. We'd love to find you a nice girl, but there's no one in this church that's single. I said, well, what about Yolanda? She's single. And she came up to me. She said, come here, Mike. She's black. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I hadn't I, noticed. I was like. I had no idea. No, no. My, my, my thing was like, but, but, but she's a single woman. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I could not believe that she said that. And I was like really blown away that in the church, in the body of Christ, that this is happening, that people think like this because, yeah, I'm white, she's black, so what? I'm a man, she's a woman, big deal. She's single. What the heck? It's <laughs> That's really, really all Mike's looking for, or, or like, was at the time. No, I'm just kidding you. Um, no, appreciate that, Mike, and I appreciate yeah. your, uh, you know, sharing a little bit of a personal story. Sam, I'm, I'm so glad you did pop in. Yeah, um, yeah. We'll get to you in a minute. I know Victoria's been out a couple of weeks, and yep. she's been ravenous um, <laughs> on social media. So, Victoria, without further ado, why don't you just unload on the audience? Honestly, right now, I'm just sad, and I'm frustrated with our society. And honestly, when we're talking about how we wanted this, I'm not sure if we were live when we were talking about this, but I noticed how you guys mentioned that you guys didn't want it to come into like the suburbs and you wanted it to end kind of soon. You know what I mean? And I just completely disagree with that. I think that this is something that needs to be just taught and enforced everywhere. I think that racism is literally everywhere. It's not only in just our churches, like Mike just said, it's in our school systems, it's in our legal systems, it's everywhere 
everywhere you go. It's in the grocery store. It is so sad how many racial injustices people of color, not even just black people at this point, have to face on a daily basis. It's so horrible. So honestly, I... I don't know. I'm just like so for it. And honestly, it just makes my blood boil how any white person who has white privilege, because let's just face it, every single white person has white privilege. And that is why I'm so passionate about this, because I understand that I will never feel that same racism towards me and that I have so many almost like cards that I can pull to like get me out of so many situations and so many situations that I as a white person do not have to face. It's just so sad because I have so many friends and family members that are people of color and it's just so sad you know it's funny my wife actually talked about you know the lead up to all of this stuff going on where um amy cooper uh the karen from central park who called uh called the cops on um the the guy who was just checking out birds whose name i believe was chris cooper Mm -hmm. um and and my wife said, you know, it, it's that's more problematic that a woman, a white liberal woman would look to weaponize the idea that I could call the cops. And I know and, you know, I know what that means <laughs> yeah. uh, and that that's a pretty nasty thing. And there is racism. And, you know, I've been saying all week that where where I'm shocked is that we're only talking about police brutality because if you look at school admissions, if you look at hiring, if you look at unemployment, business loans, car loans, you name it, black people are way behind white people uh, in terms of getting approved. And if you don't think there's some systemic racism behind it, I I think you're being ignorant. I don't don't have any other... uh, any other way I could put that it, it, it the evidence is all there in the statistics and even if you're not directly racist like you don't do things that aren't socially acceptable like say the n-word in public and obviously use racial slurs and like things of that caliber you're not part of the kkk a lot of people think that you still as a white person don't have any stigma towards people of color and i just find it is so important to recognize your privilege and recognize and acknowledge your racial like your racist tendencies and get past them because that's like the only way as a society that we're going to be able to move forward is if we recognize our own as white people racial you you know what i'm saying i can't even get my words together i'm so flustered (laughs) i appreciate how fired up you are sam um you know i know again you're you're someone who's looking at this from the uh Liberty standpoint. I know you're a supporter of the protests. I know, like most of America, you're not a big fan of the rioting and the looting. Um, Just earlier today, we saw that the Manhattan DA isn't going to be uh, pressing charges for any of the people who were arrested uh, who are associated with BLM. I'm curious your thought on that. Um, so if they're not going to be pressing charges, um, against the, so, so you're saying that they arrested the protesters and so the DAs, uh, decided to not actually pursue it and to drop the charges. Um, I think that's justified because if you're going to allow, uh, protests, which let's face it, if you have an organized crowd, typically you need a permit or permission from the city to do so. Um, if you just randomly grab a group of friends and you start a scene, they're gonna ask you to leave because you do need permission ahead of time. So I think if they're gonna allow the protests, then they need to actually allow the protests. And one way of doing that is by not arresting people for going there to 
air their opinion, you know, and and I totally agree with people who are protesting because the disgust is justified right now. The things that we have seen with our very eyes, you should be outraged about whether it affects you or not. The fact that it exists within the same realm that we are all in is uh, it's disgraceful, I think, and people should be held accountable. And I think that's all that people are looking for is accountability. And they want to know that the people in charge or the authorities share the same viewpoints that we as the people do and that they're not just taking advantage of the population and you know just trying to bully us into submission because perhaps maybe that's why they got the job of authority um to bully people who knows but uh when these things happen it does seem that way so we just want to feel safe around them which i do because you know i live in bristol i have to say i love the bristol police um they have been amazing uh, to me and to most of the people I know, I'm sure people have different experiences. So I support it, you know. Um, so that's what makes it look so bad when there's rotten apples and that it continues to happen and you see it repeated over and over again. Just like how they have the nerve to arrest people for protesting, which if it was peaceful, I think that's that's wrong. Um, they should be arresting people who break the law, who even though your job is to uphold the law, you should be held to that same standard, you know? Well, you know, for anybody who saw the video of the Buffalo police uh, pushing over, now, I'm not sure if these details have all, all been vetted out, but apparently he was returning one of their pieces of equipment. Old mm -hmm. fella, 70-something years old, shoved to the ground, fell, cracked his head. You could see the blood coming out of his head. Um, the Buffalo police didn't respond to this man's help uh, to this man's needs then later out put a statement that he had stumbled and tripped and then covered that up by saying that it was actually the guys in the back who said he had stumbled and tripped which got me to thinking well why did you ask those people right doesn't even make any sense so, sick. so again why the police would continue to go out there cracking skulls open when that's exactly what we're talking about right now i find it, it to be completely tone deaf and I find it very upsetting that there are police officers who have gone on social media and who have who have shown the same arrogance that Officer uh, 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 Chauvin used when, when he was literally killing uh, George Floyd. Uh, to to see the look on those, or to see police officers walking up to people, pulling their masks down to mace them, is absolutely disgusting. And it is a complete abuse of human rights. Uh, again, we, we are protesting police brutality. Are, are you guys can't possibly be that stupid. I, I find it shocking. I am a firm supporter of law enforcement. And I know the, the, the majority of policemen do great work, and they're really good people. And, and I get that. And it's almost unfair to demonize them. But when, when, when you see this stuff's been happening for years and years and years and there's good cops, well, why aren't the good cops saying anything? Why aren't the good cops doing anything about it? Why don't the good cops turn in the bad cops? And then we'll only have good cops. And then we would like that. Well, their jobs are threatened if they do. You know? And it shouldn't then, be that. Oh, that's one reason. And that's, 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 yeah, that's why one reason need, why. They need Hear to change the system because of that. I feel like a lot of the... the 
police brutality that is happening at a lot of these protests and especially like kind of around the country nowadays you'll see that it's a lot of white people at these protests that are getting targeted especially like that old man he was white and i feel like a lot of the reason behind that of them doing that is so we can't say anymore that this was a racial thing that oh look they're doing it to white people see on the news they're doing it to white people and i'm not saying it that they're not just doing it to be dicks and that they're just protesters and sorry about my language but um you know what i'm saying i just feel like they they're using that so we can't say they're targeting this one group so almost like the black lives matter is invalid and i just feel like they're taking it and trying to twist it yeah i think there's definitely some something to that um look more white people are killed by police every year than black people like that is a fact and but how many are unmotivated listen oh i understand that's the question again you know i I mean if people want to argue based on the numbers right and again we're not talking about the numbers we're talking about the fact that you're five and a half more times likely if you're black to be killed by a cop you know you can you can go and spend all day telling me the reasons why you think that is and if racism isn't at least one of the reasons then the conversation needs to be over okay um can well, I just good, oh, good. Yeah, I'm sorry. Absolutely. I just um, you know, while on the subject of the old, uh, I'm sorry, the el- elderly gentleman who got pushed down, um, you know, he looks like he, I don't know exactly how old he was. Um, I'd assume 80s, maybe um, 77 or something. Like okay, that. Yeah. so he obviously was a slow walker. Anyone who's up in age, you can't really walk that fast. When you have a parade of policemen angrily marching down the roads trying to clear the whole way and you're 77 years old full of arthritis you know brittle bones you can't exactly get out of their way automatically you know and and i just want to touch upon what victoria said um about white privilege i think the issue is and i i'll agree with joe that um race race right now is being weaponized against us and i don't from my perspective, I don't think it's necessarily in reality a white privilege thing. I think it's just the fact that there is privilege. You know, um, I'm not I'm not exactly white, but I do experience privilege. And and so if you appear a certain way, you get that privilege. And the privilege is based off prejudice, which is wrong. You know, and um, the fact that it's turned into a racial matter, I believe. Is a, is a way to weaponize uh, media and, and information. But the fact that more black people are being killed and it's like people of color, not white people, people that come across as white, if you present yourself as white and you do not walk in the shoes, I don't really mean present yourself as white, I mean like if you come across as white, like you know what I mean? But um, if you don't walk in the shoes every single day of a person of color or a black person, you experience white privilege and you need to acknowledge that or else this problem is going to be everlasting. Can we I, just be clear too real quick on what what white privilege means? You know, and and simply white privilege doesn't mean that your life hasn't been difficult or exactly. that you haven't had mean... things to overcome. It just means that your skin color hasn't been one of them. Exactly. Um, exactly. I, we we did a show. Uh, we went my my football podcast, all four downs. Uh, we did a podcast the other night with some of the other sports podcasts where we talked about this very thing. Um, and and I just I I keep reiterating this to people. You know, look, 
um, for anybody who who yells all lives matter. Well, again, yeah, no kidding. They, of course, they do. But the right. ones we're working on right now are the black ones. Exactly. Like you know? their lives are the ones in jeopardy right now. Like these yes. are the people getting killed. Are you kidding me? I think as long as we can all agree that there is systemic racism within our judicial system and within our society, and that it needs to be looked at. I think we're one step closer to like making making some change in this country, which we clearly need to do. Okay. Uh, CBS poll came out, found 46% of America supports the protests, 38% disapprove, 16% are like, I don't know. I'm not even paying attention. Uh, about one in six, so roughly 17%, actually approve of the looting that's taken place, 76% disapprove. More than one in five say the burning of a Minneapolis police precinct was a justified form of protest. Only 65% of people said it wasn't. Uh, Emerson College put out a poll. A majority, 54% of people are optimistic things will improve because of all this. 26% say it'll stay the same. 20% think it is going to get worse. Here's some other interesting numbers. Um, and again, I'd be curious to get Michael and Sam's thoughts on this. 50% say African-Americans face a lot of discrimination. 31% said they face some. So you're talking, what is that, about 81%? 12% said a little bit. So now we're at 95%. And the last 5% says black people experience no discrimination at all. And it's those 5% that I don't agree with. Where are they? actually worried about because, uh, you know, we'll get into Joe Biden's latest idiot statement where he used the 10 to 15% <laughs> Keep talking, which Joe. projects to about 49 million. Keep talking. So 5%, right, 5% of the population uh, is probably about 20 million people. And, and that's a lot of people out there who don't seem to think. I know Little Wayne is one of those uh, who doesn't think Little black Wayne. people face any form of discrimination. Maybe he doesn't as a rich man. Like, yeah. we don't, like everybody knows who you are. Maybe that's why. Like, maybe yeah. that's why. Like, that's, literally, I just can't. It's absurd. That's exactly why I said it's a problem of privilege in general. And and I totally agree that it could be labeled as white privilege. But um, I just think that privilege is the problem, you know, in you general. you just rich versus poor, basically. Pretty much, yeah, class, classist in other countries, listen, it's the same way, caste systems and things like that. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that at all, Sam. Mm -hmm. I'll but then you look at somebody yes. like Sandra Bland, who was like, she like, look, she like, how, how are any of these people, how do they come across looking any certain way or poor privilege? Like we're talking about right now, people like everyday people who are walking down the street, people like me and you, people in the same position as us, but just have a different skin color. Like right now I ain't talking about no Wiz Khalifa Kid Cudi. I don't even know who you said, but like, <laughs> I just, I, I'm not talking about them at this point. Like I am talking about the everyday citizens like us that we need to be concerned about and protect them. Totally. Saying. Totally. totally. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. I agree. <laughs> Michael, let me give you one more because, uh, mm. people's political views have a big, uh, influence on their views about race. 57% of Republicans say they believe race relations are generally good compared with 13% of Democrats mm. and 38% of independents. I think Republicans might want to recast those votes. 57% uh, um, <laughs> they think this is good? 
Um, well, based on what's going on in the in the world today in this country, I would tend to disagree with that. But I would have to say, I mean, maybe Republicans think that way because remember when Obama was elected, he became the first black president, and everybody, especially the media, kept saying, "Now we finally reached a new level of race relations. We have the first black president," and it made it sound like racism is over in this country when it really wasn't. Uh, racism has been around, and I'm not, and I'm not saying, "Oh, this is all." Obama's fault, although he was not one who helped it any. But this has been going on for long before Obama. This has been going on long before Obama. Racism and bigotry has been going on for for centuries. And and then I allude to what Sam said about privilege. This we have to face the reality that this society and this world judges people by the way they look. And I in I've been I remember one time when I was at a grocery store, there was this uh, guy in front of me. It was really good looking, handsome guy. And the uh, girl cashier was giving him all smiles and everything and kind of flirting with him. And I came to this and I came next and she just turned her her head away from me. Didn't even bother looking at me. No smile, nothing for me. So it's, it's, and and I'm not saying it's, you know, well, because I'm a, I'm a fat, ugly white guy, which I am, but uh, we love you. None of those things. But uh, it's, it's, it's just that it, it, it was just based upon looks and that happens out there, folks. It happens out there. And when someone sees someone of color, they start getting ideas like, well, it, he's coming up to the counter. Is he going to rob me? Is he going to, I mean, that's what we're happens. trying to do is eliminate those ideas. And though. that's eliminate it. And that's it. And I, th- I think people, I think people need, people definitely need to have a change of mind, a mindset change uh, to view people, like, like I said earlier, uh, made in the image of God and all have value and they're people, they're humans. We're all human beings. Someone has a, a deeper, uh, was it uh, more melanin in their skin than I do. I shouldn't judge them based on that. I mean, they're human, just like I am. Hmm. Th- those are all beautiful sentiments. Again, 57% of Republicans believe that race relations oh. are generally good. Now, I find it also disturbing that only 13% of Democrats think that. That's a, I would have thought there would be more. Sure. Look, those those numbers seem really off. I look at the number of independents, I think 38%. So, you know, about, about 4 in 10 people think that race relations are generally good. Okay, I, I, I can I guess I could get behind about that number. I feel like for Democrats, it's low. Again, Sam, I understand where you say, you know, weaponizing race relations. Yeah, this is and it, and it is it's very much a rich versus poor thing. And it becomes very easy to point to the dark skinned people to convince the poor people that it's not the rich that are your enemies. It's those other poor people, the ones that look different from you. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's class warfare. That is the caste system. And and I 100 percent can get behind that thought. Yeah. Um, this country has a lot of problems and, and some of them right. run pretty deep. Um, obviously, look, our, our individual liberties have been under attack for months now. Um, you, you compound that with police brutality. And again, look, police brutality isn't just something black people suffer. It's disproportionate to them. But white people suffer from it, too. And I'm glad everyone's taken to the streets and protesting that crap because it's got to stop. I will say this, though. Again, I am pro-law enforcement when they do their jobs right. We're not defunding the police. That's ludicrous. I understand that, you know, the the protesters uh, booed the mayor of of Minneapolis because he wouldn't agree to that. Mm -hmm. Um, That's an insane thing to agree to. You, I mean... 
I understand we want to de-escalate the police a little bit. You want to defund the police. You want to sort of start taking the rocket launchers and stuff out. That's fine. I'm with you there. Again, I'm a Second Amendment supporter, but I don't think you need machine guns in your house. Matter of fact, I don't want you to have machine guns in your house. It makes me uncomfortable, quite frankly. Okay? Um, Nobody needs an arsenal. Again, I, I think you take one look at the police response where, look, they, they can't get you a test for COVID-19, but yeah. stay out after 8 o'clock in New York City and watch watch how many soldiers they can get to come bust your skull in. I've got a real problem with that. I've yeah. got a real problem where we're putting our money in this country. I think we've been putting our money in all the wrong places for too long, too much in, into the military, too much into policing, not enough into education. Yep. Not enough into police education because there's way too many uninformed police officers out there, and that's exactly why all of this is happening. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. the uh, The problem is systemic, and sure. I think I think that's why the um, to take away all of the police force from Minneapolis. I think that's why it was suggested to begin with. Hey, hey look who's here. here. What's going on, Duncan? Here. Uh, I What's think up, that's- Duncan? I, 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 you know, I, I didn't have my studio set up, so it took me a little while to get here. But uh, I, I came to the conclusion it would be morally dubious of me to allow Victoria to come up here and spread it misinformation. So here I am. Wow. Oh yeah, Welcome no, back more like being a decent human being. How about that? <laughs> crazy. I'm so crazy. I am. Uh, Duncan, I'm glad that you're here, um, and I, I'm glad that you're going to become part of the conversation. I really think it's important. Again, it's important that we all are able to express our viewpoints. Again, at the end of the day. I don't like looting. I don't like rioting. They just closed a big uh, outlet mall here in Connecticut because of the threat that they're going to come loot the burbs. Who um, closed it? What's that? Who closed the mall? Uh, they closed Clinton Crossings. The state close it, or did Clinton Closing? Uh, no, Clinton manage, the, the management the staff and the local police uh, got together and decided to shut it down. I think that's ludicrous. I think that's a real shame. We're trying to open things up. The, the threat of looting shouldn't be shutting things down. It's unacceptable. And again, Almost I don't like, like the idea that we're kowtowing to that mob mentality. There's uh, no reason. There's absolutely they, no reason. They did the same thing in Bristol yesterday, uh, shutting down several grocery stores under the guise of the threat of protests and looting. So it's uh, being spread across the state for sure. And can I just say, with no Malcolm X we would not be where we are today. So I just feel like for any of us to like, who don't have to experience any of these racial injustices, for us to be telling these people how to feel and what they can and can't do after hundreds of years of oppression, that's ridiculous. That's a nonsense. That's ridiculous. I don't want to no, hear it. No excuse to smash down a private target or set up privately. I think it is. You can't, but you as a white person don't feel that oppression. You ain't know never felt that in your life. Eh? And can have an opinion. No. It doesn't matter what color anybody is. <laughs> you look, what you're is, not wrong. Hundreds of years of oppression have to do with burning down a, a target. How does that These help? people are pissed for good reason. Why? So and what? they're not getting listened the right, to. That doesn't give them the right to destroy people's property. 
Y'all had a problem when Colin Kaepernick took a knee and that yeah, didn't work. Part of the terms of, of being in the NFL are that you follow the rules and not hijack the public platform for a private cause. <laughs> so a peaceful protest is not good enough for you. So no. what do you want these people to do? What do you want these people outside to do? of the terms of employment. He's free oh, to peacefully great. protest wherever he wants to outside of his job. Who's saying he can't do that? Not me. I'm all for peaceful protests. Why would he but not if, use if, his if, platform? If Malcolm X had such a great effect and it worked so well that, to get us where we are now, aren't we right back to where we were then? You said you said that as if we're in this magical. That is place. absolutely not what I said, and you just yeah, completely like, twisted my words. <laughs> no, I'm saying no, he took us to a point. Are you kidding me? To say that we're in the same position as we were, however many years ago, is absolutely absurd. Okay, our school systems are integrated. Everything is integrated now, but that does not mean that our society is not filled with racial injustices that need to be acknowledged what do you not understand of course racial justice needs to be acknowledged it's not being imposed in a systematic way but this is you you're kicking it under the rug what is your point i just i'm completely i just agreed with you that racial injustice needs to be addressed and handled but it's not on a systematic level (laughs) system it's not on a systemic level it's a bunch of individual idiots with bigoted beliefs so you can't blame every person in the world because one guy did something. And do we even know that that George Floyd's... It ain't one guy. Let me tell you that. Do we even there, watch the news? Because what they any, saw on the is news any is suggestion even more than one guy. That, that it was racially motivated, the George Floyd murder? Do you have any evidence to suggest that? <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay, what is all it? of these college boy rapists are not even getting sentenced to jail, okay? And they're all white. But this guy can't even use a counterfeit $20 bill without getting his neck stomped on? Typical oh, you're what? Tactic. <laughs> what? Yeah. I asked you a very you specific question. Is there evidence crazy. that Derek Chauvin was motivated racially by this? May I this answer? Neck? May I answer? Yeah, the answer is no. There is no yeah, evidence exactly. other so than what I saw with my eyes and the, the look of glee on his face and the fact that, that he's got seriously, and the fact that he's been, been disciplined for These 18 two people other know each other. They work together in the same club. We don't know they knew each other. With, they work together. That's a fact. We don't have any evidence to suggest that this was racially motivated, considering all the other evidence that they had worked together for years, that they knew each other that you know, there's nothing to suggest it. Yeah, it's a white guy and a black dude, but if you look at it and look at the surface and immediately assume that it has to do with racist, with racism, you're the racist. You're not looking at the evidence and what it actually suggests. If you're automatically transferring your own racist mentality onto events that are occurring. You well, lost me there. I, I think you're on the, your way. You yeah, lost I me there though, towards the end. If I, could, if I could just say, Duncan, I think the, the reason why it's perceived as such is I agree with Joe. It's based off what we saw, our perception of what we saw, but then also oh, I, the way that they reported it in the media. Yeah, yeah. They immediately put the racial tension spin on it to create and provoke all these violent protests we see. I I totally wholeheartedly believe we would be protesting still, but a lot more peacefully. And I I truly in my heart believe that a lot of the violence is not organic. I, I believe it's pre premeditated by groups of people who 
Um, they do this all around the world whenever they're trying to incite division amongst tribes in, uh, you know, third world countries. They use the same tactics. You know, you find something that that tugs on the heartstrings of the people. And in America, it's obviously the racial injustices, which have been going on for hundreds of years. You cannot deny that. So it's very sensitive to us, both as white, brown, yellow, blacks. OK, it's it's sensitive to all of us. So what a perfect video to show the people during a time where you're trying to commit major change around the country and around the world. Uh, mind you, we are still in a COVID shutdown, right? So there's a major change going on in the world and in our society. So this is yet another tool that they are using, racism, which is a tool that has been used throughout time. And, uh, and so it was spun in that way. Now, it's obviously a real problem, but I do I do think that it is spun in that way to purposely get this reaction out of all of us. I yeah, also look at the, it's six uh, six strategies from the Weather Underground terrorist group from the seventies or sixties. Number one, destroy capitalism. Number two, the weapon of choice: systemic racism and police racism. Three, identify the victim classes. Four, organize the victim classes. Five, engage in international solidarity. You're just like you were talking about racism issues all over the world with the global movement six attack and dethrone god this is a, a generations old plan of attack that's literally written step by step by the weather underground and adopted by by leftists organizations all around the globe this is like it's a pre-planned thing none of this there's no there is no systemic racism in the u.s yeah there's a lot of racist individuals but none of it is systemic there's no law the only systemic racism we have in the U.S. is affirmative action, which gives minorities the an in a, like an imbalanced favorite favoritism in, in applying for things. Duncan, that, that systemic racism. I don't. I don't think it's uh, all right under that definition. Okay, we could agree, but it's the people in the system that are. It's the people that are in the system. Sure. Yeah. That are the problem. Have, so on, on the surface. On the surface, sure, you know, I could agree with that. You know, it doesn't look like there's any systemic racism, but the people functioning inside of those groups are the ones finding loopholes to create these divisions in what we're seeing today. Exactly. Can we just talk about how people of color, their bail is held literally up to like 15 times higher than a white person sometimes for the same exact crime. No shit, there is going to be higher crime rates for people of color. Are you kidding me? How is that not... Going to jail if their bail's going to be so high, shouldn't that make the crime rate lower? Why do people still commit murder when there's a death penalty? Well, yeah, exactly. I understand what you're saying, Duncan, but it's... Make it, uh... Try to decrease it. Governments tax things all the time to try to discourage people to use them. Taxing cigarettes, taxing things, it's meant as a disincentive. So if you're saying, oh, bail is 10, 15 times higher for black people, shouldn't that serve as a disincentive for them? That's to not fair. That I, is not okay. I, I wouldn't agree what with that. What is wrong with no, you? <laughs> How do you not understand? Cigarettes by nature are addictive. <laughs> so what a perfect thing to tax to get more money off of, you know? And I think that was Victoria's point that um, if, if their bails are typically set higher, then you're more prone to target them so that way you get more money. You know, yeah, so, that could be true. It's like uh, cops having quotas to fill for tickets. Speeding exactly. Tickets. We'll just pull everybody over that's going six miles exactly. an hour over this. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, <laughs> this certainly is going to have some ramifications on the 2020 election. Uh, according to an NBC News Wall Street Journal poll that just came out, 15 percent of voters think matters in the U.S. are under control 
and perceptions of the economy are at their worst since the end of President Obama's first term while the current country was recovering from a recession. Uh, the sense of chaos and economic pessimism did not have much of an effect on Trump's job approval rating, uh, which holds firm at 45 percent. Uh, the poll did find that former Vice President Joe Biden leads Trump in a national poll as of uh, April 20th, 49 to 42 percent. 55 percent majority said they want a president who's looking to compromise and search for a consensus compared to 35 percent who preferred someone promising bigger and bolder changes. Uh, 57% of voters want to see a government do more in response to the challenges facing this country, but 38% said the country is already doing too much stuff that should be done in the private sector. 51% said they would prefer a Congress that is controlled by Democrats. Now, though the majority in uh, the Monmouth poll found they have little or no confidence in Trump's ability to handle race relations, get this, 52% said they have at least some faith in former Vice President Joe Biden, but wow. 46% do not. Uh, so this doesn't help Joe Biden, nor does his uh, latest stupid comment about 15% of the uh, United States population. It's not very good people. Yes. Uh, We're all not good is, people. Uh, <laughs> that is this year's deplorables, I suppose, right yeah. there. I mean, just uh, once again, Joe Biden, open mouth, something stupid falls out. This is why I want him to keep talking. I mean, I'm loving this, that he, he, he keeps on putting his foot in his mouth every time he opens it. So it's, it's just basically why I said earlier in the chat, he's the gift that keeps on giving. And uh, as long as he keeps talking, it's going to bode very well for the GOP and Donald Trump. So keep talking, Joe. My question Keep is, talking. do you still support Trump? After all of this, you, you're you still holding firm on that? You're, you're after all of what? <laughs> after all of he's the only after, one that After all of what? After all of what? After all of he's saying about these riots, after all of the idiotic what? comments he's like made what? about COVID-19. What? Uh, like what? Really? Like what? Don't like even how hydroxychloroquine like was bad, and now all the studies that are talking negatively about it are being removed and revoked and retracted. Okay, so that or answered like my how question. How he's the only... Thank how, you. How, how, uh, many police... Well, if you're, if you're saying somebody said something stupid, I'd like to know what it is. <laughs> I mean, we know what Joe Biden said is stupid because we, you know, but what has Trump said? What is Trump, uh, what, like what? I'd just like to know. Pretty much everything that comes out of his mouth and honestly sending the National Guard to the host, CNN, place, you He didn't send the National Guard, only in D.C., which he has jurisdiction over. I just, I just. He's the president and he can send him in D.C. And he can invoke the Insurrection Act and send him wherever he wants, or military. It's disappointing. Insurrection Act overrides posse comitatus. I think uh, the idea that soldiers in the street, I've talked to a lot of soldiers. We know the uh, head of uh, both the Marine Corps and the uh, Secretary of Defense, not big fans of having U.S. troops, active duty troops in the streets. Uh, most of my friends who are in the service are like, that is just a bad idea. Uh, things will uh, escalate even more quickly than they already have. Well, what was the recent National study that Guard. showed 79% of people wanted National Guard in cities and 52% of people wanted uh, military in cities? So that suggests that quite a large portion of the population is highly interested in National Guard and even military, over half, according to this poll. Did they Which interview the military? <laughs> or who did they interview? Covered all over the place. I'm like, yeah. Really uh, that doesn't that it. doesn't sound like a good idea. I don't think I want National Guard troops rolling through. I also don't. Well, would you rather have your whole through. neighborhood burned down by a group of racist mob mob people? Like, no, sir. 
Like that's completely like not I, happening. Can I choose neither oh, no. of those things? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, Joe. I don't want the army in Humvees down my street, but I also don't want it to burn down. Is there a better way? Is there something there is. else that we can do? I suppose that's Every what I'm really. Every member of your family should have an AR-15 with 30 round <laughs> magazines and 10 of them strapped to your chest so that when the mob comes, you can light them all up. Every member. The four-year-old, the, the, the county sheriff who said, "Have your guns ready, and when they break into your house, when blow them back out with your guns." I agree with that sentiment. Your house is your castle, and if somebody wants to break into your castle, I'm 100% castle doctrine. Definitely, I, I do agree with that for sure. Yeah, second, you know, second you amendment. Know what is their intent thing. is? They could be breaking into steel. You don't know that. You don't know yes. what they're thinking. They could be coming in there to rape you and rob you. You they better not off. come for me, Duncan. I we will. I am very modest. I will not I'm just go saying, out like that, sir. If we want to talk about this right now, Brianna Taylor's boyfriend was a legal gun carrier, and when the cops came into their house on a no-knock order and he shot, they fired at them, even though he was a legal gun carrier. So where's a gun going to get you? Well, if, they, if you're going to fire at the cops, they're going to fire back. How about the person that called get the police you. in New York? How about the person that called the police in New York the other day and they said, "Excuse me, sir, the city is under siege." Do you have to do and hung up on them where's the police going to be 99 percent of the time what's it the response time for police on average is 13 and a half minutes response time for a 357 magnum 1300 feet per second you got to wait 13 minutes for the police what to show up do they have to do with no Absolutely don't get no one's calling the police everybody wants to shoot the looters too no Trust she me. says that the police came in and shot him what does that have to they do with anything that we're did. talking about? We're talking about he was a legal violence. gun carrier, and as soon as he fired his gun, which was legal, they yeah, I, shot I him. That. I heard you the first time, but well, what does that have to do with truth. If you fire a, a gun legal or illegal at a cop, they're going to shoot back. So how is having a gun a good idea to protect because the riders aren't policemen? They because are for all he knew, for all he knew, whoever broke into his house could have been there to rob him. He didn't know it was the cops. That's why no-knock searches aren't supposed to even happen. Yeah, that's a horrible thing. No, no-knock search. I, I don't like that at all. Uh, My mom again, like came into came into the house the other day, you know, without me knowing, and she's lucky that you know that she didn't get shot. Who knows? You hear somebody coming up the stairs, you're ready to pull out your gun. Exactly. So everyone gets it. Why is that a good? Why is that a positive? Because if you're about to shoot your mom, how are you trying to prove that this is a good thing? I I'm am that you need to not shoot his that's mom. A, that's the no, thing he did it this time. This time. <laughs> I think the important Tune in thing next here week. Let's see if Duncan's mom is still here. Somebody else. You have the potential. You have the capability to subdue the violator instead of having to rely on waiting 13 minutes for police. Guns are the great equalizer. Somebody hey guys, who's in a wheelchair can defend themselves. This just in, it looks like the riots are not coming to the burbs. It looks like that is probably not going to happen because they are starting to wind down now after about two weeks. I think the idea maybe behind the threat of going to the suburbs, because that is a long walk for anybody. Uh, to leave the city, to head out into the burbs, especially the deeper you get into it, near the woods, there's all sorts of bugs. Nobody wants that. I think it was just the threat. I think it was just the idea to try to make you feel a little bit uncomfortable like like they do every single day of their lives. I mm-hmm. think that might have been the point. One um, of many possibilities. We don't but have if they do come, Duncan, then yes. I mean, if somebody comes busted in my door, it would be the worst thing that they have ever done. And I don't care if it's a looter or if it's just some rando. If you if you open my door when you shouldn't, um, I promise you, you 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 won't leave the way you came in. That's that's for sure. Uh, we all certainly, and I agree with you. 
This is my castle, and I take that real serious. Castle does. And no, I don't think any, nobody should be destroying anybody's property. And they most certainly shouldn't be burning down the neighborhoods that they're going to have to go back and rebuild in a couple of weeks. Right. The whole does, thing seems idiotic. How does a couple hundred years of slavery justify you going and destroying somebody's property who had nothing to do with any of that? It's completely disconnected. And a lot of like, the, a, a lot of the businesses... A lot of the businesses are owned by blacks too. It wasn't just all right. white businesses; they're owned by blacks, like that sports bar we we Update, we've seen on, on the. Bala, one million one hundred forty thousand yeah. dollars have been donated. But it's like it's like I understand it's a crime of passion. People are passionate and they're they're redirecting their anger on. But it's like, and you know, the most famous crime of passion when a husband catches a cheating wife, right? Oh my god! And and he'll pop the guy and pop the wife. This is like a husband coming home, finding his wife cheating, and leaving the house and going and shooting all the neighbors who had nothing to do with it. That's what these right. riots are like. One right. black guy gets killed. Right, it's a good analogy. They don't even know if it's racism, and then they go and destroy everybody else's property that is completely unrelated to the incident that occurred. There's yeah, no logical progression. Duncan, there. Duncan, I'll agree with you on most of what you said, but again, it's not just this one thing. This was like the straw that broke the camel's back. This um, comes off the heels of a mod sure. Arbery. You know, there, there's so there's too many names even to tick off at this point. And sure, you guys want to blame the media for constantly uh, running those names or running those stories. Then sure, maybe that maybe maybe the media has some responsibility in all this. But mostly, it's the cops that are shooting people, both white and black people and Hispanics. I was just actually before we started the show, I was looking up the numbers. Um, Again, everybody knows since, uh, you know, we're looking at the stats from 2017, more white people were killed than black people. And that still holds true that 76 percent of the population. That certainly would make sense. The deaths of white people have been dropping at the hands of police. It's been going up for black people. It's been going up for Hispanics. Uh, but another curious uh, piece of the statistics are unknowns have risen from 84 in the year 2017 uh, to over 200 each of the last two years. And come to find out, the FBI doesn't require police departments uh, when they shoot and kill someone, whether it was, uh, you know, illegal or an illegal shooting or an armed or unarmed, um, they're no longer counting what the race of those people are to artificially probably keep those numbers down, one would have to assume. I don't see why they... I don't see why or they because would. because there's no reason to include race at all. Like for college admissions, why even bother having race in there at all? If the crime wasn't racially motivated, why, why talk about race? If you don't want to discriminate on race, why look at people's race when they apply for a job or apply for college or whatever? The reason for that is. I just think that's a chicken is... or the egg argument. I think racism comes before the opportunity, <laughs> not the other way around. I think if we lived in a beautiful world, Duncan, where people didn't judge people based on their skin color. We wouldn't need affirmative action. We wouldn't need any of that crap. But we no, do won't. because, unfortunately, it's that's the reality, though. And that just, like, when you have your race and stuff like that on job applications, on college applications, all that kind of stuff, that is to include diversity because so that, that is another part. Okay. Of all right. Take it away. Okay. So that was... Um, that's what that so, means. Diversity is code for discriminating in favor of minorities. It's just, it's like Having not, diversity is not favoring minorities. At, at all. If you, no, if you have a hundred hires and you, you've included two black people at the bottom of your list, Duncan, how, how, how is, is that, how is that favoritism towards minorities? How is, Again, how you is and I had a conversation about affirmative action. I told you I don't was, think you understand how it works, and I you sound like you still don't understand how it works. No, I, I understand how it works. It creates an uneven advantage for people at the minorities. bottom of the rung. 
at the who, who absolute exactly? bottom of I just, the wrong. I just don't understand how you're so uneducated on this and decide to just somebody, keep spewing it off. I'm totally educated on this. Why does somebody at the bottom of the rung have, a, have more of a right than somebody at the top of the rung who worked equally as hard to work for that, for that job or for that college application? How do they have more of a right? They've got to be qualified. Yeah, that's my point, is that race has Correct. nothing to do with They're it. still qualified. Well, affirmative action doesn't mean you're not qualified. Exactly. They're not just going to hire somebody off the street just because their skin color. Yeah. Absolutely not. I understand Absolutely that. Not. You're taking two people who are qualified, and you're giving it to one because of their race. That's racism. Who's also well, qualified and probably yeah, wouldn't have gotten hired because you don't hire black that. people. You're taking that's exactly. Mine. Especially when you have an entire corporation Duncan, have you seen that where, the, where the NFL is literally offering draft pick compensation to football teams? teams pleading and begging with them to please hire black coaches there's why? three black coaches in a race that's 77 percent black race why why does it why is it going to be better if he's black <laughs> yes, please answer they're just asking they um, like to be included so, they're literally asking so so why obviously they... this exists now because it was a big problem at one time and because now they include it to do something about it it's not as big of a problem because they're not allowed to get away with hiring 100 people have them be all white you know because it obviously was a problem that's why they're trying to take action whether it's the right steps you know that's another sure. debate and, and listen i understand but, where duncan says that maybe that's not fair but I, there's I a reason too, yes. they had to do it in the maybe. first place exactly. I'm telling you just end this this race and the fact that you still have that duncan, duncan duncan if you can end racism today first of all you'd <laughs> be all saying, of our hero can't. I'm saying you can't, so don't fix it by creating a new racist system. Two wrongs That's don't make a right. System. It's not yes, a racist it system. There's no such thing as reverse racism. Because of their race, it's racist. Fa favoring somebody because of their race among a, a pool of people. You're not favoring them. You're not favoring them. Oh, we're not? We're, not we're absolutely them. not favoring them. They're getting the job because they're qualified to do the job among a bunch of other white people. What do you not get about that? Because a hundred, literally, so many corporations have proven themselves over and over again. When given the opportunity to not have that, they will hire only white people, and, and that's why that? we have are you, are you that system. At by the numbers that oh, they're white, so therefore they, this was because of racism. Maybe those people were the most qualified. You're just assuming that it's yeah. because of race that the imbalance exists in the first place. Well, if only white people are qualified, then we need to do something about the education in the African American only white communities. Are qualified, but yes, we. We need more education, better education for everybody. Right. I agree with that. One hundred twenty thousand yeah. percent. You oh my can't God! Look at some numbers and assume that there's motivation <laughs> of racism behind the numbers. That's not a logical. You're ignoring hundreds of years of mistreatment of blacks, though, Duncan. No, yeah. Very conveniently, you you're doing are. That no, I'm not. I'm not sure you are. If you the... want to issue guidelines and do a million things possible to try to to prevent it from happening, that's good. But you don't fix it by instating new racist systems. That's well, not how it works. I think I think the All you're goal doing is creating a new victim class. But it's helped. I think exactly. I think I the goal is what you're saying, Duncan. That is the goal to not have to mention race. But this is a step that we're taking because we had to correct the problems of the past step, to get to that point. Step in the wrong direction. I don't know about the wrong direction, the but it's a step. And, you know, it's hopefully hopefully in the near future, we, we won't have to do it at all. I do agree with that. And, and But it is a step. Yeah. Like, ideally, I don't want people to discriminate. I'm not for discrimination. But giving people a preferen preferential treatment because of their race is discrimination. Period. I do not... 
understand that. That's what discrimination <laughs> is: giving preferential or it's deferential not preferential treatment. treatment. Someone because of yeah, it's, it's not preferential. It's not coming across as preferential. It's coming it's, across it's, as being barely regarded at the bottom of the rung. It, it, I'm sorry, dude. It just it, yeah. it's. I don't think it's quite what you, you want it to said, be. But you also said that it's not racist to distrust white people. So like <laughs> that's that's racist to blanketedly trust distrust a group of people is racist to choose anything because of race and not because of merit is racist or prejudice yeah right prejudice um, is is but, no it's the same thing oh boy I mean if somebody <laughs> walked into you every day and punched you in the face at some point right you would just stop walking near that person right that's so don't like... go around and punch another guy in the face to try to make up for it right no <laughs> don't get I'm with you there I'm so with you there dude you're right no you don't go right, punch so, someone so else taking, in the face this, taking discriminatory hire, discriminatory hiring practices that worked against black people and changing the directions to give them an artificially boosted benefit that's like punching a different guy in the face no it's the one guy punching you in the face it's it's to keep them in check it's to okay, make sure that they're not going to take logic. advantage we're more like yeah. punching the yeah. system but yeah, it's like the road like to that. hell is paved with good intentions it doesn't matter what the reasoning is if it's racist it's racist you know duncan have you worked in racism like a, a corporate environment ability to actually affect someone's <laughs> life racism that's the that's the dictionary.com definition of racism but power is not a requirement of racism you, you go ahead, Sam. I'm going to look up the definition. That's no, all good. Uh, have you worked in like a corporate environment, you know, with, uh, you know, lots of different yeah. people? Um, one of the most beautiful things, I think, is the fact that they include people from all walks of life at this point in America, because that used to not happen. And, sure, great. I don't you know, know. Where, where I work, I work for a very large company, one of the biggest companies in the world. And our manager is a transsexual. And I have a very manly job. It's like the stereotypical, like alpha male environment. And I think it's the most beautiful thing in the world that a transsexual is our boss. A lot of people, you know, make jokes and are uncomfortable by it. But most of the people, um, you know, those people who are uncomfortable by it are the minority. And they're looked at as not with the times. And you should uh, be thankful for that. You know, the fact that we work, there's plenty of white people, but there's plenty of people that came here as, as immigrants. And now that's they have this I'm, beautiful opportunity to work at a place like this because they include everyone. That's why I'm saying that discrimination should be 100% legal because it's a right, obviously, but across the board, because, because you go to a store and the store doesn't want want, doesn't want to serve the black people, let's say. You think that's not going to be on Channel 3 that, that night? The public's opinion towards this stuff is so vehement and, and volatile that if you allow people to be racist, they'll put themselves out of business because the entire public will be turned on to the fact that they're being racist dicks immediately. Wouldn't you rather know who the racists are than unwittingly go to a store and support somebody who hates you because they're prejudiced against your color? How about you go to that deli and the people there are racist and they're spitting in your food in the back when... It would have. I think you rather probably would rather not ingest spit or be treated deceptively. Isn't it better to know up front that these people are scum, so you don't deal with them, and that they get the reputation for being that way? Nobody's going to shop there except the white supremacists or whatever, and then you're going to know exactly who they are. Stop protecting these people by 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 hiding the discriminators. I do not think that that hides the discriminators by like any means. Don't turn you away. 
I, I actually like that. I feel like I see I know, where I see how I you're puzzling that. People oh, to, okay. That they should let the the, the cake maker <laughs> turn them down. I've had this conversation with hundreds of people before. Okay. Logic right. ends in one solution here. <laughs> Okay, so anyways, what I was going to say is I just feel like you think that way, and I see your logic. I see how you're putting that together in your head. I get it. I totally get the thought process. I'm I'm feeling it. I'm getting it, right? But I feel I like too. you feel that way because you have never been discriminated against for oh, anything. As, no, I know that because you're a white oh, man, yeah. and... It literally from the dawn of time. Somebody white, okay, once again, take it away, part. Duncan. Let him hear it. All right. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm white, so you I couldn't possibly so have ever been Let me get a word out. What I'm is totally wrong ignorant. with you? My, like, what's I just, wrong with me is, is that you're completely just making stuff up. You're, you're making a racist assumption up. because I'm white that I've never dealt with this. No, I'm making an not an assumption. I'm stating a fact because white men have been the oppressors ever since the dawn of time. Oh, you know That's the point. Of, yes, have they? They have the because every everybody else has had to the, fight for their rights in this country, except for the white man. What about so don't try to form, argue that again. You know where, you know where the word <laughs> slave comes from? You know where the word slave comes from? It comes from Muslim conquests where they enslaved Caucasian In slobs. this country. We live in America, you Duncan. from the dawn in of this time, country. Victoria. <laughs> like, you're just such a cherry White picker. People it's not are even not the historical circles, and it's ridiculous. It's an hour. What's ridiculous? White people are not an historical oppressor. It's there's been oppression oppression from all different races to all different kinds of people. Lord Sterling, my ancestor, had white slaves. Hey, by the way, fact on the the slaves, Abby, the, the the word does come from the Slavs, uh, and what Duncan just said actually is a thousand percent true. Uh, so thank you for that. You're welcome. And thank the more you, you know, right? Well, hey, look at that's what we're here for. We're here to talk things out, to learn, and to educate each other. That's right. what it's so all if about. If I apply for a school and my application gets turned down because somebody else with the same qualifications is black, would not that not be discrimination against me? It would be. You remove yeah, it would be a form of it. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it be. Would That's be. my point. Yeah, but we, you know, so this is how is, this is how is affirmative does action that happen? discrimination? It's racist. It's discriminate. It doesn't happen. Is that what you said? How about uh, there was an episode of uh, of Change My Mind with Stephen Crowder. Where he goes to co ca college campuses, puts a sign up with some statement that's controversial, and says, "Change my mind." And it's a platform where people can have a discussion. And he said, "Affirmative action is racist." Change my mind. So he goes to a college campus, and he's talking to these this black student. And he's like, well, how do you know that you weren't just let in because you're black? Isn't that kind of messed up that like you you don't even have the, the, the knowledge that you got this position because you really earned it? And you have to wonder if you for the rest of your life, if you ever even earned it or whether it was given to you because of because of your race. Yeah, you got the job. But. Where's your self-confidence? If now? he got How into the school, he people? had the qualifications. Got to be qualified. They don't let you no, in because of your yeah. skin color. You've got to be qualified. So Again, for you to take that away from anybody, stop saying that. That's a hundred percent false. No, my point. You're, is you're that, a very factual man, Duncan, but you're striking out on that one left was, and right. I was telling you what the conversation from the Crowder episode was. Right? Well, that's no, I'm not wrong about anything. I'm telling you what it is. I'm not wrong about what was said on Stephen Crowder's episode. Well, I don't know why well, you're I'm telling you that the information not... Stephen Crowder and and his guest put out there is factually incorrect. Exactly. So well, I don't know why you're question. repeating it. The hypothetical. Okay. I don't like hypotheticals. I live Especially in reality. Especially not false ones. I always say that. Um, 
thank you to all of you guys for being here today. Much appreciated. An important conversation. I think we need to keep having these conversations. Make sure you visit Divided We Stand News on Facebook. You can also visit us at clovercrestmedia.com backslash Divided We Stand for Mike Gadiosi, Victoria Lang, Sam Yosafi, and Duncan McPherson. I'm Joe McGuire. Thank you so much for watching Divided We Stand. (laughs) 